The following is a podcast brought to you by the faith community at the Torch Clock Tower Plaza in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walk in Jesus podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Pastor Brett, so let's get moving. We're going to be reading today out of the book of Luke, Luke 12, verses 1 to 34. We're talking about God's providence in our lives. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven." but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have laid up plenty of grain for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever 
stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now in the story that follows, my own dad was introduced to Uncle H. And Uncle H. liked my father. My father took this very dignified-looking man on several promotional trips in his multi-engine airplane, the same beach baron that he always let me fly. The man assured father that every word in his little white book was true. My dad had not read the book, so he ordered it and read it before the next trip with Uncle H., who confirmed many of the stories that follow in that book. It said Uncle H. had only a sixth-grade education and started working at 11 years old and soon joined the railroad. He had a hidden life one where his limited vocabulary gave way to profanity. H. had an admittedly terrible temper. He was a husky man. He had many fights. For him, it was a final way to settle things. He searched and searched for a code to live by. A moral compass is not easy for a bruiser of a man to happen upon. Uncle H. became a church-going man. He reported that he religiously tithed 10% and tried to keep most of the commandments. Also, he tried with all his might to become a fair businessman. He lived by the Rotary's four-way test, which is composed of four questions. The first question is, is it the truth? The second question, is it fair to all? The third question, will it build goodwill? 
And finally, the fourth question, will it be beneficial to all concerned? He was very busy building up his restaurant businesses, little time to think about salvation until H turned 65. He considered himself unsaved and damned due to his lifetime habit of rampant, unbridled cursing. He went to a deliverance meeting in Australia, and it didn't do him any good. Uncle H. concluded that he was beyond sanctification, an old man, defeated and having no redemption. Finally, at 80 years old, he met an evangelist. He had him praying Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He was baptized then by immersion into his new faith, and the Holy Ghost started to work in his life. He still didn't know how he was ever to stop his profanity. Then he found Mark 11.24. Therefore I say unto you, what things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. He memorized that verse. And every time he slipped in his book, he prayed 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness which he prayed for the rest of his life. Now, Uncle H. was actually world famous. He wrote a book on his exploits. He was the one and only Colonel Harlan Sanders of KFC fame, and he was a sinner. He felt that he had been taken advantage of by the people who ended up buying his entire business. He had to forgive all who had sinned against him in this regard. He tried to keep all the commandments, but of course only Jesus was truly able. God's providence. Our lesson is summarized in five points, and it's from the reading Luke 12, 1-34. The first point, God's providence monitors us through death. Verse 4 and 5. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Point number two. God's providence includes the hidden aspects of our lives. Verses six and seven. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. Point number three. God's providence. God's providence requires confession on my part. Verses eight and nine. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Point number four. 
God's providence means learning to know the Spirit. Verses 10 to 12. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about what you should say and how you should defend yourself. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Number five, God's providence means I can keep my priorities straight. If you accept Christ, and if you accept the help of the Holy Spirit, it will smooth out your life. It will be giving you a more biblical interpretation of a clear vision that is to follow. This podcast was brought to you by the faith community at The Torch, Clock Tower Plaza, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and me, Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, together. If this podcast has been helpful to you, won't you please consider a donation to this ministry? Send a check to Pastor Brett at P.O. Box 911, Brownstown, Pennsylvania, 17508. Again, that's Pastor Brett at P.O. Box 911, Brownstown, PA, 17508. God bless you. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Good day.